Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today is July 4th and I was trying to figure out what to do for it. And so I was praying and God put on my heart to pray for the country and to just have a a good prayer time and also to potentially look at why we are where we're at. And so read the Declaration of Independence. It's something I've done a long, long time ago, but kind of forgot all about it. And, you know, we all know some of the key, the key verses or, you know, sentences, but we don't, I don't remember all of it. So I decided I'd read it today after we do a quick prayer and then we'll get into prayer time with God. Lord, I just thank you for today. And I thank you for this wonderful day of independence. And I just pray as we read the, this declaration, this document that started it all, we have to know that it was in your will and it was your plan. That even though we are flawed human beings, you are perfect. Even though we're a flawed nation, we're a great nation. And this document started it all. And it was with your guidance and your hand that you helped it all take place. So we're grateful, Father. And I just pray as we go about our day today that we would remember that you're in charge. That you're the one that's guiding this this earth and this world. And that there's a plan and that you're in charge of all of it. So it's in Jesus name. I thank you and praise you. Amen. So let's just go ahead and get started in Congress, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands, which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth a separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles, and organizing its power in such form. As to then as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has, seen, has, been, the pa- such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity 
which constrains them, to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let's f- let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he is utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records, for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with many manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime, I'm sorry, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for the purpose of obstructing the laws of naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the the conditions of new appropriations of land. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior of the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation, for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by mock trial, for pu- from punishment from any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefit of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretend offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our government for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power 
to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coast, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens, taking captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become their executioner of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose charter is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world, for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and from and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Most of the signers... Were cap- went through great tribulations during this, the revolution. Many of them died. Many had their families killed by the British. Many became bankrupt, but they never gave in. They never gave in to the British. They never renounced their declaration of independence. And as a result, we are a nation today. I just find it very interesting, all of the different grievances. So often we hear 
about one or two. So often we hear about the hypocrisy of a nation, of a declaration that all men are created equal, but we had slaves. So often we hear about the flawed elements of that document and of the, of the founders. They do everything they can to discredit those people in that document. But that document founded this country. The Constitution was then written so many years later and was finally passed and ratified. But it created a nation that throughout its history has done nothing but really it's, it's been a harbinger of good and has created innumerable positives throughout the world. So with that, let's go to God in prayer for our country and our families. Lord, thank you for this time and for watching over us. I thank you for this day where that we celebrate the birth of our, of our nation. I just thank you that today we get to be, live in peace and that so often we go about our times on these holidays and we forget the real reason as to why they exist and what has occurred in the sacrifices that have taken place in order to make sure that they actually occurred. So many people gave their lives so that we could be free. And it wasn't just in 1776 and during the Revolutionary War. They have continued to fight for our freedoms. They have continued to fight for the right to worship you, to live their lives, and to really just be who they, who you created them to be. So, Father, I pray as we're on this day of celebration, I just pray that we would celebrate you and understand and remember it was with your hand of your providence that guided us. It's your hand that established us. And I'm grateful for that, Lord. And I just pray for our nation. I pray that our nation would remember your providence, your hand, that your angels and your spirit would come upon this land, that your holy being your righteousness would come upon this land, that it would touch all the hearts of these of our people, that we would remember our founding, that it was you who strengthened us, who gave us the ability to stand up and fight. It was you who gave us the ability to fight against slavery, a practice that was historic, and we were part of it, and we fought against it and rectified that evil in our nation. But it was your providence, it was your guidance, it was your hand that helped us to do that. So Father, I just praise you for this land, I praise you for this country, and I just pray for the leadership that they would, that their hearts and their eyes would be open. I pray those for those who are fighting the good fight, that you would continue to strengthen them and those who are standing in the way, who are being barriers, I pray that you would deal with them, that you would remove them, and that they would be a roadblock no more. But I know you're in charge. And Father, I just pray that we would be able to see, that I would be able to see your work, to take solace in your hands, controlling the circumstances and be able to rest in you and not in me. 
not in what I perceive, because I can't tell what's going on with time. I can't tell what your plan is on a day-to-day basis, Lord, but I know you are the one in charge. So I lift up our leaders, and I just pray that this nation would would be that light on, on, on the hill. And I just pray for your forgiveness of our sins. I pray for your forgiveness of mine. Where I've fallen so short, I just pray for your hand to be upon us and upon me. I'm grateful for your mercy and your grace. And I just pray that you would keep us safe. I lift up our families to you as they travel, as they are part of today and the rest of this week. I just pray, Lord, for your hand to be upon all of them and to hold them close and keep them safe. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy on His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.